So, um, <laughs> you know how social media, like everyone always pretends that everything is going well, everything's being glossed over, like so ridiculously. Oh, of all. course. It is so crazy. Okay, so um, I'm just finishing up getting ready and everything like that for, oh, no worries. for our meeting. <laughs> um, you know, um, I did a few posts. I'm pretty sure you may have seen them and whatnot on like Instagram and everything like that. Right. Or, I've seen, no, I've seen really... also, did you, did you post something today? Cause I saw there was a bunch of likes on offbeat beards, but I haven't had a chance to jump on Insta yet today. Yes. I, uh, I posted um, a post on IG for offbeat beards and then I posted on the story and everything. And I was literally just thinking, like, I feel like one of these bitches that, you know, <laughs> bitches that always <laughs> pretend everything is going well. And then in reality, I'm looking around here, I'm like, fucking hey i am a fucking hot mess right now <laughs> that's the name of the game though and, and the thing i've discovered is the harder a person tries to convince you that everything's going well that means they got something going on in their own life that they're trying to you know gloss <laughs> over whatever yeah so it's <laughs> everybody everybody pretends they're doing a little bit better than they really are on social media and i'm not excusing myself i mm -hmm. i got um i got a package from neiman's the other day and i've really Ooh. gotten into off-white lately um mm. like and their socks come in this really luxurious like box and so how I much to... were those if you do not mind me asking i've never uh, bought anything from neiman's in a minute um the uh and I never bought anything from that brand in particular. For sure. No, well, Off-White is a pricey brand. I'm going to preface it by saying that. Um, the socks, uh, depending on what pair, because I got a couple of them, they're anywhere from $85 to $100 a pair. Jesus Christ, everyone. I would rather spend that on, <laughs> like, a purse or something. <laughs> a man purse. I'd rather spend that on a man purse, but that's just me. <laughs> Oh no, for sure. But see, but you know, I've got, I work at home. I don't really yes. even have an excuse to dress up anymore with, you know, yes. with us still being in, in year two of quarantine now. It's like, oh my God, I don't really I know, get right? to go anywhere fancy and get dressed up. So it's like, okay, I need some like nice casual then, like whatever. Um, and that's kind of where Off-White fills that gap. Cause that's kind wow. of one of the brands that, um, they didn't start that whole like Kanye, like $400 t-shirt thing, but mm -hmm. they, they've definitely kind of, uh, they found that, that niche and, and ran with it. So they, they so do some very nice casual stuff. That is so hardcore. Oh my <laughs> God. So before we get more into $800 socks, you guys, <laughs> um, what I mean by a hot mess, even though I just felt like I was making everything look like I this is what I felt like I felt like when I was doing the post I felt like wow I feel like my whole life is like in order I'm doing the best um let's live in my best life and everything like that and then I'm looking on the ground around me like I have my printer sitting on the floor <laughs> and everything I have my printer box sitting right next to it I have my rant my studio lighting shoved into the corner I'm like I'm sorry you guys like I'm I'm li I'm like literally turning around when I'm talking and I have like my camel backpack sitting on the ground. I have like my Tumi, one of my Tumi bags sitting on the ground. I have random packaging that has been sitting on the floor for three days now. Oh, no, no. Like, <laughs> believe me, I don't got to lie to kick it. If you were to walk into my kitchen right now, we have a box full of other boxes just because we get a lot of shit in the mail. And it's like, yeah. 
I'm always like, oh, I'll break down all the cardboard and put it in recycling. I'll do that. Whatever. And it's, it's been sitting there for like five days now. I, I'm actually, I'm going to do it after I'm done with this. <laughs> Same. I like, so I just wanted to like start off like this. Okay, you guys. So we are starting on season two of Offbeat Beards. Season two. Isn't that fucking amazing, this you guys? Awesome. <laughs> so I can't believe like where we are right now. I did not think that there was like if you, if you actually looked at the post that I did, I um, I don't disclose numbers and everything, but we made a huge amount of spike in downloads. Nice. I, I, I was not expecting that mm-hmm. to log on and everything was I was just like checking the like the basic metrics and whatever, see who's just listening and everything like that. And dude, I just cannot believe what's going on. And we as Oppy Beards, we cannot thank you guys enough. Absolutely. Holy shit. Like we are so happy that you guys have been supporting us. We don't know where this is going and everything. I think it was you or it was me. It was one of us and whatnot. Anyway, I think it was me. Um, mm-hmm. I went on Offy Beard's IG and okay. I shared that our newest foreign country that is listening to us is Brazil. Oh, wow. And Brazil, like, I know, because, like, we are so busy and everything. I know, you, like, you can't see everything that I post because I, I mainly do the story part, yeah. um, I feel. And, um, dude, like, I could not believe how much of a spike and increase of foreign listeners are listening to us at the moment. And the lead is now Brazil. That is so crazy that is they passed russia huh exactly putin (laughs) is gonna be bitter the fucking house right putin's gonna have to get his people on that more people (laughs) listening to us in russia exactly (laughs) (laughs) it is just so crazy Now, we're going to get, <laughs> there was, like like I said, you guys, there is hella stuff to talk about. And we're going to get into the socks right now. So what made you really decide to spend that type of money on socks? I'm, like, really shocked, honestly. Oh, I mean, I, I, I liked them. That's, mm-hmm. that's all there was to it. It's, um, because, I, I don't know, I mean, that's that's one of my weird collections, both my wife and mm. I. Like, we have, between the two of us, we have five drawers full of socks so yeah (laughs) oh my god that is so crazy are you talking about like actual dressers are you talking about plastic container with drawers no no so um i have like a side table thing on my side of the bed and that's got three drawers in it that's just for socks wow and then she's got two drawers on her dresser on her wall in her room uh mm-hmm. full of socks as well so oh my yeah. god that is so random um i like for me i i don't know i the most i've ever spent on socks and everything i know this is going to be the most boring conversation <laughs> guys but i predominantly i think it's because like i like low profile socks and everything i just sure. been buying h&m um no show socks forever but the only time that i will wear regular socks you guys like i might add i wear those no show shot those no show 
socks for even my workout and everything. The only time that I wear regular ones is if I'm actually dressed up and actually sure. going out and about. And that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to wear like whatever the fuck I have, like Calvin Klein and whatnot and something else, maybe Ralph Lauren or whatever. But that is a very interesting um, collection because like, okay, like let's be real there. I know some people who have literally two drawers of just underwear. That is like, oh, yeah. Like, oh no, that's, I, I totally get it. Like, yeah. honestly, I would if like I invested more in underwear. Like we just do like the Me Undies subscription. So just huh. get like a new pair every month. So I don't know, maybe eventually I'll have more than a full drawer. But wow. <laughs> oh my God, that is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we have tons of subjects to talk about. And this subject, okay. This is involving every single damn community under the sun. For so sure. let's be fucking real. What do you think about the GameStop stock? Um, I, I mean, did you, you know, play the game? Did you play the game? I did not. No, but you know what? Good for them. Like, good for these redditors who have done this because it's like, it's literally what these hedge funds have been doing like for a long time and getting away with it but like now oh, yeah. since like regular people have organized and they're doing it too it's like oh no this is a problem like no they're just beating them at their own game so i mean totally. good for them we'll see what uh what rule changes and new regulations come out of this i'm sure it's going to change some things but uh, it was volatile <laughs> like in an insane way so a while ago my husband was he just was just buying GameStop stock just for fun he was buying okay. a little here and there and whatever and then it was just random because like I started noticing people talking about it and all and I was like hmm, I don't know what they're I don't know what exactly what they mean and everything um in terms of like short squeeze we all know what a short yeah. squeeze is now yeah yeah we've all that's that's the word of the, know, that's the term of the week right there. that is that is the new terminology of the week <laughs> short squeeze short squeeze is the new terminology now i am just like so disappointed i even said this to him i was like dude i don't know why you just this is just it's just my it's just my way of talking and whatnot I don't know what he was doing, dicking around, not buying more and whatnot. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. my fucking God. Like, I mean, like, I blame myself for not even getting involved in it <laughs> because I was literally staring at it and I was like, oh, should I get into this or whatever? And this was when it was like cheap as fuck. I'm talking about like $4, you guys. And yeah, this was like sure. literally back in December or November. And then all of a sudden it just skyrocketed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were watching it go up to $500 a few days ago. It was so, so insane. And that was when Robin Hood decided to be a corporate conglomerate because they were quote unquote being threatened by hedge fund management. Oh, and see, I'm they're just, bitches for that. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, Robin Hood, you guys are worth so much money. You might I add, okay, they're going public in about a month or so. Oh, is that right? So I'm just like, what are you talking about? All of us are going to be investing right into you. you exactly. Like, this is, like you guys just got sued recently from the, from the Massachusetts, uh, the Institute of Massachusetts technology, whatever MIT, the fuck it is. Yeah. MIT, yes. Yeah. So they got sued, okay? And that was like nothing to them. They literally just like, oh, not bothered and whatever. It was $40 million, whatever the fuck it was and everything. And they just went about their business, okay? Like that is just crazy. That yeah. is 
crazy. And I'm just like really confused with why are they now defending the big people? Because I because like I already know like if the, the moment they go public, they are gonna be controlled by absolutely. Um, they're going to be controlled by everyone and everything. So it's just really interesting on what's going on. Now, I guess like my question is, what is your association with Robin Hood, if you have it? Uh, you know, I don't have it. I know a lot of mm. people do. My mother-in-law and my brother-in-law have like a little game they play on Robin Hood where they'll mm. each put like $100 a month or something like that and then mm. see who does better at the end of the month. I'm not a big investor myself. Um, We have money in stable investments, like retirement, IRA, shit like that. Um, The one stock that I do buy from time to time, and I've been doing it for years now, and it is a consistent winner, and I've never been disappointed, is Nike. Um, So, you know, I'll just, I'll buy what, you know, when it feels right, I'll just buy what I can at that point, and then just kind of forget I have it. And that's what I've been doing for years now. Um, And, Mm. you know, on paper, it's made me a lot of money. I don't see any of that money, of course, but someday further on down the road, I suppose I can uh, cash out on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But just in terms of investing in and of itself, like I will admit, I'm pretty outgunned there. So something like Robinhood, it doesn't really interest me because... Um, I mean, yeah, it's cool. You can buy like fractional shares of companies and things like that, whatever. But I just, I don't, um, I don't have that eye for speculation when it comes to, uh, comes to stocks like some people do. So, you know, I, I can admit when I can't hang, but, uh, Hmm. I mean, up until just the other day, I thought it was a great resource for people, but the way they just kind of gave the general public the middle finger in defense of these, you know, billionaires, it's like that, that was some bullshit. That is some true bullshit and some true fuckery, everyone. Um, I'm just going to be blunt with you all. I thought that was really odd and everything. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, this is something that the bigger companies have been doing for years, as you have already stated. And we all, let's all be real. We, like, if you guys really think that they haven't been doing that, you you must be so blind (laughs) you must must have been born after 2008 yes you guys must be so blind economy yes and um i think like per me personally i'm not affected by it because i'm not doing the most yes i would i have loved to have bought like what five hundred dollars worth of shares in freaking gamestop and then cash out when it was like four hundred dollars of course i would and everything i totally would love to have done that and everything and just reinvest in something else that i know is very stable and i mean like that is just something that's just a pipe that's just a pipe dream pretty much i guess like you can say that but um I really am very surprised with the fact that they now have restrictions at the moment. Yes. So I believe that Robinhood decided to restrict people buying shares of up to ten, five or ten, five or ten shares for something just like stock. that. Yeah, I was reading that and everything, and I took a, and I think I took like a, a screenshot of it or whatever. I don't remember, but um, that was today actually and it was really funny i actually played the game with express you know express clothing that whole volatility i definitely got in on that okay but um i will say like i got out of it with a couple of hundred dollars extra and everything like that which is not bad because i was like oh okay i was off that day when i was doing this so i just made like (laughs) money and not doing anything for sure (laughs) 
<laughs> so, but I will say that when you start fucking around with your account like that, you end up getting a message when you try doing something in terms of, um, let's just say you're doing savings. I, I would never do savings inside of that. And um, it was saying, but the way how your account is A, B, and C, you are limiting your chances of A, B, and C, whatever in the world it was offering me and all because it says you, you seem more like a day trader at the end of the day. And I was like, oh, uh. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense and everything. So I'm not going to say what I have invested myself into and whatever, because I think like, yes, I think it's awesome that Robinhood is making it available to hella people. Absolutely. And everything. I will say that is freaking awesome. But at the same time, um, it made me not a fan of it for a moment, but I'm still am a fan. So it's kind of like, are you really going to take all of your money out of that? of that whole entire thing and reinvest it, okay, in a company such as Fidelity or E-Trade or yeah. Ameritrade. And one of my friends um, was telling me that they're, they're so upset and everything. And I, said to, and I said to this person, you got to be fucking kidding me. You played the game so well when the economy was at its shittiest last yeah. year. Yeah. And you just came out above and beyond everyone that I know right now. What the fuck are you talking about? And I was actually right. more offended that they were complaining about Robin Hood. And I like I was I was legit offended. And we just actually had this argument earlier today. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, we had this argument earlier today. And this was not sitting very well with me because I said to them, "Are you? Is, it feels like you're trying to force your opinion onto me that I should be siding with you and being part of this conglomerate such as Ameritrade. I actually looked into Ameritrade recently. Yeah. But I didn't go with the process because it was wanting to know every." goddamn single thing about my business oh yeah i did not yeah. like that and yeah. what i mean by that you guys i'm talking about they're asking for tax forms they're tax mm -hmm. they're asking like of course for your social security number because that is a main key but they were asking for assets that you already have yeah. and they yeah. were and they wanted to do a background check but the minute you do that okay just because it's just myself you just sold yourself to the devil Oh, for sure. Yeah. You just but sold I yourself mean, to the devil. There's my, I have an opinion on that, but I'm going to let you um, speak your piece. Oh, no, I was going <laughs> to say, I, I, and I mean, okay, some of it I'm sure they do for tax purposes because I do have an account through a brokerage. I'm not going to say which one. Yeah, um, never, we're not going to ever share who we are with. Yeah. And who are we invested into, especially yeah. me. <laughs> um, Did you want me to edit out? No, no, it's all good. The, no, the one no. that you said about Nike? No, okay. that's that's fine. More people buy Nike, I make more money. So, <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's I do have an account through a brokerage, and it yeah. does seem like a lot of the information they ask for. Of course, it's for tax purposes because you get your statements and you get your tax info yeah. at the end of the year. Um, but it seems like a lot of it is also for their own internal marketing purposes, and that's yeah. kind of the part that's a turn off to me because it's like. Well, okay, you see my investment habits. 
you can tell that I'm not necessarily like Mr. You know, high roller here that you're yeah. going to be going after with, you know, whatever. So why do you need to know, you know, my yearly income, all my oh, yeah. assets and this and that, whatever it's, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you're supposed to just be this compartmentalized thing that I've hired to do a task for me, but now all of a sudden you need all of this extra info. But yeah. like I said, I mean, it's, they, they basically, and I mean, I'm certainly not rich enough for them to do it, but like, if you've got like a shitload of money, they have guys coming to you with like these investment ideas and stuff. And it's like, usually I, I picture it at least in my head, like some kind of yes. like Wolf of Wall Street thing where they're seeing you as like, you know, a sucker and they're getting dollar signs in their eyes. But yeah. Who knows? Never seen that movie, but everyone knows that. Um, what's his fucking name played in that movie? Leonardo picture- DiCaprio. Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my god! Like I was literally, I kept on picturing him two weeks ago, and I because I've been seeing his picture just flashing oh, yeah. Yeah. everywhere <laughs> and everything, and I'm just like, oh my god! Everyone is like dreaming to be that Leonardo DiCaprio figure in that movie. So it's just so crazy. One of my peeves is with those companies such as a brokerage is that you pay a fee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that like that was one of the things that I was complaining to my friend about. I was like, why in the world are you going to literally, okay, do the most? Because I'm not gonna get into what in the world they're trying to do. And at the end of the day, it makes total sense to me. I'm not gonna explain it on here because it's just gonna be like not interesting and it's not gonna be any it's not gonna it, it would interest people, but at the same time, it's not gonna really register, probably. For sure. So basically, I was like complaining to them. Why in the world are you going to turn around and start paying fees with these stupid ass brokerage companies just to be able to buy, just to be able to buy after hours and whatnot? Like, yeah. what is the actual perk of buying after hours, honestly? I, what you know, is the true fucking perk of it I, all? Again, it I don't know it, enough about the market, but that does seem to be a big selling point with brokerages. So what, yeah. what's the deal there? I don't get that. Like they're like, I mean, like I'm the only thing that I can think of is that the more money that you spend, the more insider trading that like bullshit that they're spewing to you is going to be done. At the end of the day, do you really think that... <laughs> Like people, like the common folk, such as us, do you really think that we are going to like take them seriously and whatever? I mean, like even if I myself was a millionaire, I I don't think that I would trust myself with a brokerage company because they have access to your account at the end of the day. For sure. No, I, I, I get that. And, and that that's the thing, though, because it's like, okay, everybody talks about, oh, well, you're never going to get rich working this and that and blah, blah, blah. And that is true. But the thing is, I mean, unless you're already starting out with a lot, you're really not going to get super rich investing. Now, guys yeah. like you and me, yeah, if we end up with a couple million dollars in the bank, it's like, hey, we're doing, you know, pretty good. But we're, we still wouldn't be that target clientele. They're going after people yeah. with hundreds of millions, even billions in net worth. Yes. Because those are the ones who, you know, are really moving the needle in terms of the economy. Um, and those are the yes. ones who are going to make them a lot of money. Because even if they're getting, you know, a fraction of a percentage off of every transaction, when you're talking transactions in the tens and hundreds of millions, that's a shitload of money for them. Oh, so even, yeah. even, you know, Joe Millionaire, if you or I was a millionaire investing with them, they're not making enough money off of us to, no. you know, really. So again, they're just seeing, 
CNS is marketing opportunities yes. where it's like, okay, how can I maximize um, whatever money I'm getting from, you know, Joe Schmo over here, who's got, you know, a seven figure net worth and is doing good, but isn't mm -hmm. necessarily like rich, like, yes. you know, that is what we call a Henry, everyone. Hi, Erner. Not rich yet. <laughs> awesome. So, yes, that is what we call a Henry. And I definitely will categorize myself as a Henry because I have some really great ambitions. Um, and knowing you, you definitely are a Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was, but I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, hi, Erner. Not rich yet like that can mean quite a lot okay you guys um it does like i i can go about that for a, a good minute but that's not what we're here to talk about but i brought this up because you and i and the rest of our listeners we are the common folk Absolutely. at the end of the day uh, except for putin because we all know that yeah. he wants to be he, he wants that beard <laughs> that he can't grow <laughs> right yeah he's listening he's he's rich as hell but you know for whatever reason he's still listening to us for uh... oh my god did you see that castle that he supposedly owns yeah oh my god do you really think that he owns that I mean, he like runs the whole country, even if he doesn't like, you know, he has access to it whenever he wants. So. I know, he can probably like add cyanide to someone like hella right. quick or something, whatever the fuck that they're using, <laughs> some creepy nerve agent, get out of this building, I want to own it now. Ah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, now... When it comes down to the end of the day about this <laughs> conversation, I think that it is really important um, to talk about because like, like how you just said it, they learned how to cheat the system like the rest of these hedge fund people mm -hmm. and everything. And that's what's up and everything. But I will say I am still a supporter of Robin Hood. Um, I will say that I don't use just that as a form of investment and everything. Because sure. um, I think it's really important to have a fully diverse portfolio and platform that you should be using. Um, but yeah, that's just pretty much it. Um, I will say <laughs> I will say this and whatnot, because I'm gonna do a shameless plug at the moment. Well, I actually have like a few shameless plugs, but if oh, you do sure. want to, you guys, I do have my Robinhood account. It has always been linked in my bio at Greenbird555. It's at the very bottom and everything. If you if you want to get your free share of stock and whatever, just click on that and whatnot. And there you go. And just the share mine, share with others, you get free stock or whatever. There you go. Like 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 it's not gonna kill and whatever. Like honestly, it's just really not going to. So um <laughs> I will say I'll, I will say this. Um what do you think about Bitcoin? Uh, I still don't really know what I think about it. I, I wish I would have gotten in on it back when people were first telling me about it. I, I worked with this weird guy who like, I don't like total head case type dude, but he's like talking to me about, oh, there's this thing called Bitcoin and you can buy it for like $400 and this and that, whatever. And I'm like, mm. wait, why, why, why would I do that? What can you spend it on? Whatever. I just, I couldn't wrap my head around the concept. Yeah. And now they're what 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 are they trading for now? Like thirty, forty thousand dollars a share. So yeah. for four hundred dollars I could have uh 
could have been a Bitcoin. You could have had a Bitcoin. You know, it's really interesting um, because I'm going to cut um, a huge portion of this conversation now. For sure. Um, so because people are going to be like, holy shit, are they talking about some dark magic or yeah. some fucking... <laughs> could, did, did we would get the conspiracy theorists coming out of the woodworks talking about Oh, for about sure. Us. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's technology, though, <clears throat> and it's wild because, like... Okay, um, my wife and I, we recently upgraded to smart toothbrushes. Never thought I'd need one, but it's like mm. my favorite fucking thing. And I start thinking, you know, I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but I'm like, huh, what could someone do with this information if they're tracking like how often I brush my teeth and stuff? And obviously it's got like sensors in there because it'll yeah. tell you if you're even holding the brush wrong. So it's like, yes. I wonder, can it like see my whole bathroom? Is it like... Is it watching oh, me go dude. to the bathroom or something dude, like that? Dude, I am not surprised <laughs> if I don't understand that whole thing, but it's really weird. Don't you aren't you supposed to hook it up to your computer for it to like do uh, a, a bunch of things? It upgrades hooks up to my whatever? phone. So like yeah. you'll open your phone your while phone's you're brushing your computer your teeth. too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, you open your phone while you're brushing your teeth, and it's really cool because it's like a 3D model of your mouth. And so mm. it shows like where you're brushing and it tells you, you know, if you're holding the brush wrong or whatever, and it's like, oh, keep it up. And like, so it'll tell you basically when each section is clean while you're brushing your teeth. So mm. it's, it's, it's really cool. And it just kind of keeps track of, um, you know, problem areas, things like that, whatever. So you can pay more attention to certain areas while you're brushing your teeth. And I do, I just love it, but it's like, and, and of course I, common sense prevails, but like sometimes that inner conspiracy theorist is like, huh? Wonder what somebody could do with this information if they really had it. You know? Well, if it's taking a 3D picture, you know that's how forensics identify a body. Oh wow! Okay. Well. Yeah. So <laughs> it might not be smart to be using a smart brush. Well, the way I understand, <laughs> you commit it, a I, murder. Yeah, you exactly. do anything, they're gonna know who you are because For they're gonna sure. look up by your team. <laughs> The way I understand it, it's sort of like like a video game controller where it just mm. knows where it is in 3D, but it's not really like, but see, then it's like, how does it know? Like, what if somebody was like missing teeth or something like that? So it's got to yeah. be mapping your teeth somehow. It but, is. Yeah. And like, I feel like it is. I mean, like, you know, when it comes down to forensics, okay, um, I'm not a forensic science person, you guys. I'm just going about what we are literally talking about because we just, we're so offbeat, okay? <laughs> we're talking about fucking toothbrushes right now. Right. <laughs> $80 socks, now smartphone toothbrushes. <laughs> so, so um, when it comes down to identifying a body, okay, like let's say someone was burned in a fire, all the above and everything. And if the person has had braces, they start mm. matching all of that going through dental offices or orthodontists, whatever it is, because those are full on x-rays. Those are medical yeah. x-rays and everything. So that's how they're able to identify a body and everything. That's it is so crazy. And, the, and it can also lead to like a murder. It's kind of like, wh who was that guy who bit that one? <laughs> That serial killer, you know who I'm talking about? I, I, this does ring a bell. Oh, I think God. I know exactly what you're talking about. We're not talking about serial killers. No. <laughs> well, no, oh it's, it's funny that you bring it up because, like, my wife, oh, God. We don't have, like, arguments, arguments very often. But generally when we do, it revolves around the fact that she literally has to have the show Forensic Files on to go to sleep. Like, it can't be Ted any Bundy. other show. 
Ted Bundy, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, literally over the years, I've seen every episode of Forensic Files, like, probably a dozen times. Like, I mm. hate that show, like, Poison. Um, That's but, a fictional like, show, right? No, so they'll they'll cover like real cases, oh. and then but they're like closed cases, so they mm. discuss like how forensics caught like whoever. But it yeah. seems very biased, and like sometimes like the especially the older episodes because it started in like the nineties, they're a mm. little bit racist. So mm. it's like I I don't like this show. Oh, but like no. there was one where it was the same thing, like a guy broke into someone's house and killed them, but I guess like the lady like fought him off for a minute, and she was able to bite him. that's how they found out that he was the killer was because like they were able to match the bite mark on his hand with the lady's dental records so yeah that's it is actually a very valuable thing in forensics i guess your your teeth are like your fingerprint you're they're very unique to each individual yes they are um yeah, that is so freaking crazy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched that show, Forensic Files, because like it never really interested me. It's is it still stupid. on? Is it still going? I, I don't think so. I hmm. don't believe it is, but it is stupid. Um, it's on oh. Netflix if you are interested, or like um, there's that app for TV called Pluto, where it's like old shows and stuff like that, and they literally like just AMC. Have- yeah, kind <laughs> of. Make a movie like AMC. <laughs> but no, they literally have a a, um, a Forensic Files channel. So it's just 24-7 episodes of Forensic Files playing. And it's like, I can't. I fucking oh can't. Oh, my God. Like, that is definitely for conspiracy theorists. <laughs> that is, like, made for them. Like, holy shit. You know what's really funny is that I feel like people think that they know what um, brokers are all of a sudden. And um, because I'm just remembering some Im- some Instagram story mm-hmm. posts that I was looking at earlier today. And I was like, you feel like you just know everything just because AOC just oh, mentioned sure. about it for sure. Yeah. And then also someone else explaining it and whatever who isn't even has nothing to do with it or whatever. Like, yeah. I-, I don't know. Like, I just feel like uh, everyone is trying to be outraged for no reason. I, I mean, again, Does that make it's, sense because no, I, 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 yeah. I feel like a lot of these people don't even use a lot of these apps no, for totally. what we were talking about earlier and, today. And, and I know it's like is, really sidebar like, but I was just thinking no, about absolutely. that as well. And that, that is kind of a weird thing that I don't understand is there are a lot of people who are like so worried about like protecting rich people's money. And it's like, yeah. that's not your money. Don't fucking worry about their finances. You're sitting here getting mad at, you know, again, like common people for beating these rich people at their own yeah. game. But yeah. like, you know, it, it, it's whatever. At the end of the day, the billionaires will be fine. They may lose a lot of money, um, but they're still going to have way more than like all of our families have put together. So exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's just so, it's so interesting and so weird. I don't know, like, I feel like this whole conversation <laughs> comes together as one. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> because, like, we were talking about the, about the, the, about, it's not a, I guess, like, would you consider it a theory of how this whole brokerage, like, hedge fund nonsense stock and whatever would you consider like that can be easily associated with the smartphone the smartphone toothbrushes well, absolutely. and whatever it can, it can be it can be it can go 
all the way around back to the $80 socks. Oh, for sure. For like, sure. I feel like this all is like oddly enough coming together. <laughs> no, totally. And like we didn't really plan it that way, but it, it well, because it started with Instagram. And that's how like I yes. got on the socks because again, it's like I said, I'm not excluding myself. We all get on the gram as it were to kind of try and stunt on people a little bit. And mm-hmm. so like I had to show the cool box that these socks came in, whatever. But it's like Did you show it? Me. Where'd you share it? Uh just on my personal one. Oh my god. I ha- I I haven't been on I like I literally only look at once I log on to Instagram, I just look at the first four stories that are just right there and then no. I'm like, okay, I'm done looking at it because and I was like getting so many notifications. Yeah, and that's talking the thing, to like, everyone about the whole stock thing. Yeah, no, totally and that Instagram it like robs you of like whatever too. So especially mm-hmm. me since I don't post that often on my personal one. Yes. Like I know my shit just gets buried on people's yeah. uh you know stories, whatever. So yeah, that's that's just how Instagram does. But Instagram being technology that it is, you know, and, and then You've got uh, this the whole Robin Hood thing, which of course is is it's an app in and of itself. But the the one thing that we've kind of left out in all of this is these people organized on Reddit of all places. Yes. So like again, that is just kind of a testament to how um, you know technology has influenced all of this, and it's it's fucking it's wild uh, just to think about like how something like this wouldn't have even been possible like twenty years ago. No. Like, yeah, that's it would have been so something crazy. out of like sci-fi. You know, I was looking up I was looking up about Reddit and everything. I just felt like looking it up and whatever earlier today. There's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that I was doing today. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, I feel like I had like nothing to do. So it was just so crazy. Um I got up this morning. I started listening to um my daily podcast that I normally listen to um throughout the entire day, but there was a few episodes that I didn't catch up on yesterday. So I listened to them before I listened to anything else. And I just looked up like Reddit and they're, I guess they're based in San Francisco. I didn't know that. And I was looking to see if they were publicly traded and and it said no. But the thing is, is that their net worth is ridiculous. Wait, how do they make their money? Just advertising or? Just freaking advertising and they have a and they have a special membership they have a they have a membership that they make hella coinage off of okay so um i don't know how that works i don't i like the most annoying thing about reddit i will say is that you really can't browse reddit on your phone unless like you get the app because it tries forcing you to get the app every single time. So if you want to look at something that is blurred out, for instance, that everyone's talking about, because I don't know why people just want to fucking like cock tease people Mm. and whatnot. And um, they blur it out. And then you're like, oh my God, I really want to see what that is because like it's blurred. If something's blurred, everyone wants to see what the hell is it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So when I get around to finally seeing it, I'm like, really <laughs> i'm like are you kidding me that was not worth the the need for me to want to know what was that blurred out for and whatnot it's it, it's really weird the way how reddit works it's um interesting and i we have talked about this before about reddit it, it can lead you towards the dark web for sure Oh, absolutely because, absolutely because like it's supposed to be a free speech site yeah technically yeah and um they do have ways i mean like reddit can be as extreme as you want it to be actually Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Like, it can be as extreme as you want it to be. If you want to see a bunch of horrific things and whatnot, they pretty much have a way to start leading you towards that direction. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it, it can be a great resource. It What it reminds me of is, like, remember in, like, the early 2000s when there was, like, message boards? Like, no yeah. matter what it was that you were into, you could find a message board for it. It's just, like, one giant community of message boards. So yeah. it can be a really great thing, <clears throat> like, you know, if there's, like, for example, like, cooking or whatever. There are certain, like, cooking shows I'll watch on YouTube or just on TV, and it's like, oh, where did they get you know, whatever pan or tool or whatever they were using. So you look mm-hmm. up on Reddit and sure enough, 99 times out of a hundred, somebody will have posted the link and you can just grab whatever it is. Um, but if you are an imbalanced individual, if you are prone to, yeah, being led down the dark path or whatever, there is definitely plenty of access for that on Reddit too. So you do have to really kind of, um, know your own limitations and, and, and use it responsibly. But that's honestly the internet in general. People need to learn to use it a little bit more responsibly. Mm -hmm. That is totally for sure. And um, I guess like I should say this and whatever, we aren't advocating people being crazy and (laughs) um, (laughs) we aren't advocating you guys to do the most. And I'm talking about, going down the dark path basically so we're not advocating any of that or whatever we're just making it known basically that reddit can be as happy-go-lucky as you want it to be and then also it can be dark and really vile yeah and you just be like what the fuck am i looking at right now right. oh i'm actually looking at the reality of humans oh no that's <laughs> like okay so you're you're an anime guy and i'm i'm trying to get a little bit more into it since my daughter is so into oh, it. oh my but god like i just did like a huge binge <laughs> of purchasing some blu-ray anime that has never been released before i literally spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars because once they're gone they're gone and they're gonna skyrocket oh for sure someone is already like there's hundreds of people selling this one anime that i really am obsessed with it's like one of my top five of all time which is tenshi muyo and now, so anyone who's listening, Tenchi Muyo, okay, or I'm not talking about that pedestrian Cartoon Network censored bullshit, okay? Tenchi Muyo was not for kids. <laughs> like, I don't understand why it was even introduced on there, but I still watched it even though, even though I knew that it was censored and whatever. That was the first harem anime. That is the first harem anime. And um, the collection that I want, I used to have it, which is the OVA, which is just 13 episodes. And there's a hidden fourth, uh, hidden, I guess you would consider it as episode 11 or technically 10, but that's on a separate DVD. It's like the lost episode. It's like the lost episode and everything. It is so crazy. Um, That collection was always going for four times the amount ever since they stopped making it. And that was how, that was over 15 years ago. So it depends on the collection that you have. So the original Tenshi Muyo OVA was always being sold for 120, mm-hmm. okay? Just for three DVDs. That was extremely expensive. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not cheap. No, that was not cheap at all. And um, when they stopped col- um, making it, they did come out with a few different versions, which I don't know if a lot of people know this. They actually came out with a silver edition Okay, so the box was made out of silver, and then they came out with a 24-karat gold edition. 
And those two are so unbelievably hard to find. I remember back in the day that people were tr- were selling it on eBay for $2,000. Oh, wow. So that was way back in the day. So if you can find one of those right now, dude, that thing must be so freaking priceless <laughs> at this point and everything. And then when Genon, so I don't know if you know, you know Universal Studios? Okay, so Universal Studios has a contract with, with Japan. So Universal Japan okay. bought out... Um, so basically it was just so weird because I was looking up, I was going through the rabbit hole of like who owns who and whatnot, because I wanted to, it's like this whole stock thing made me like, oh, I'd rather (laughs) do stock in, in anime instead and whatnot, because it's such a huge commodity. So, um, and let's be real. And now this is more of the conversation for the adult and whatnot. So like, dude. If there was a stock for hentai, I would be all about it. Oh, yeah. You know what, though? I bet, like, probably, well, I don't know. That doesn't really seem like something you want to buy secondhand, though. But uh... Oh, my God. Believe it or not, I would. Because would I'm a huge really? fan. I am a okay. huge fan. Because well, I, like, it's like, I don't talk about this too much or whatever, but I have a huge adult anime collection and everything. It, I have a huge collection. And that, and some of those DVDs, dude, People would flip if they saw what I have <laughs> because it's no longer available and the price is astronomical because there is a difference between first edition, second edition, and then if oh, there's a sure. re-release. Yeah. So a huge portion of the stuff is first edition release of when it was first released on DVD. And it's always going to have those extras that... The third edition, if it was bought out by someone else, is never going to have. Yeah. No, and that's, I'm sure it's just like any other collectible media where like that first edition, even if, you know, it's the exact same in terms of content, Mm -hmm. just the fact that it's the first edition makes it extra valuable. It totally does and everything. Um, It's just so crazy. Like I was telling my husband, I was like, dude, this adult anime, um, is I watch all anime. I love anime. Anime is amazing. Um, this one adult anime that I have, I wanted to just get it as a backup because I was looking at, I was going over the condition of it and I noticed that there was a small crack. Oh, and I was like, I, was like <gasps> I like freaked out. I was like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> so I don't know what happened and everything because you know, a DVD, you know, like the little center, the little round part of yeah, the, the DVD little, right in the center. And yeah. Everything? hold the item in place in the packaging yeah for some reason i don't know how it cracked and i was like oh my god i need to replace this and whatnot so i started looking for that same adult anime and i was like are you kidding me right now (laughs) and if they were asking for almost 200 dollars for the dvd Oh, wow. Now, so that then that's the question. Now, I, I'm assuming just like with other collectibles, like I got my records here, yes. or like the other one that, you know, I've kind of been into off and on my whole life is sneakers. And yes. like, I'll buy like a hard to find thing, whatever, like a hard to find pair of sneakers or a hard to find record, whatever, but I use it. So like, I'll wear the shoes, I'll listen to the record, whatever. But there are people who like, they look at that as like blasphemy. Is it the same thing? With like the anime DVDs where it's like, oh no, you got to keep it like in the plastic and you know, it's just as an NRFB (laughs) never removed (laughs) from box. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So for me, I'm a little different. I have to at least watch it once. But with that new one that I would be ordering, 
Okay, and now this is only determining if I'm willing to even pay that much, which I am almost that type of person and whatever. Um, to me, it's worth it. For sure. Okay, that is, no, and that's, to me, that yeah. is worth it because if there was a, because um, let me put it this way. So there was this other anime, okay? The, the OVA is, was quote unquote, it was extreme back in the day when it first came out. Um, it was an extreme anime um, at the time. And it still is actually, if you look at today, because Japan is starting to censor all over again and everything. Mm, okay. So that's not really attractive on their end, but you know, like I, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. So um, I look, I'm looking at the second edition re-release of that. You know what? I'm, I'm trying to think. I think it was either... I, I think it is considered the the second edition release, or maybe it might be a third. But I actually really do believe, no, it's a third release. Because, yeah. It, it, yeah, it is a third release. So the third edition release of this particular one, I heard that it is awful. Oh. Um, I heard that like it's just a rumor is i don't want to waste my money on it and whatever um because like i like everything in its entirety i actually sometimes i hate redubs but sometimes redubs are necessary and whatnot because i'm just like this is not how i would actually uh, picture this character talking way back in the day when you think about it (laughs) yeah and that's kind of a wild thing and that actually i discovered just to go back to reddit for a second i discovered on some of the reddit animes is like i didn't realize like how common it was like certain shows like they'll have the American dub that they get it over here, I guess, just to get it over here. And mm-hmm. it's done all like stupid or whatever. So then like the redub, it's like, oh, I got to find that. But like, they'll have like a show or whatever it is. And they will be like, you know, three or four different dubs. And so like, it's like, oh no, I want that one. That's the good dub, whatever. So like, that's, that's a whole other element of it right there that I didn't even realize. And also I will say one of the things that I'm so disappointed with that I'm actually rewatching is my husband, I introduced him to Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. Um, That is not for kids. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't believe that it's really deserves the M rating and all because it just doesn't need it, honestly. Because there's more extreme anime out there that I feel like that should be rated M. And I'm like, this is not 14 plus. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? So um, so Neon Genesis Evangelion has never been released, re-released in over a decade. So okay. I am a huge fan of that series. Now, one of the things is is that I've noticed, okay, the first edition is black label. We'll just call it black label because they come in black cases for the DVDs. Now, back in the day, because I don't know, I I don't understand why, they came out with a re-release of episodes... it, it's 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 pretty irritating <laughs> what I'm about to say. <laughs> so what they decided to do is that they re-released the last six episodes on two separate DVDs and called them fully uncut. Okay. So basically they were censoring back in the original day and mm-hmm. then they have the re-release of it in 
two separate other DVDs. So altogether, instead of buying eight DVDs, you were buying 10 DVDs uh, just to watch an extra five minutes of Fully Uncensored for and whatnot. Sure. And there wasn't really much of a difference and whatnot. Um, I, I didn't really think it was necessary. They could have just sold it as is, but I think that's that they knew that it was such a huge, successful series and it is one of the best animes of all time. They knew that they could squeeze more money out of people. For sure. Basically. So when I watched that, that was originally released in five different languages. That was a lot. So, and I will say some of the world's greatest anime voice actors were on that series. So the fact that they re-released it recently and made it only available on Netflix with a contract, the redubbing just bothers the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, it just annoys me because I'm like, they, oh my God. There's like this thing going around that I don't know, like, this is not my, this is not my saying or doing it. Like, I know that I'm going on an anime tangent, you guys, but people are saying that the main character, Shinji Akari, mm-hmm. is like the, is like the epitome of a queer character, a non-binary character. Okay. And I don't care what people talk about and whatever normally, but I, it just really annoyed me. So when he's talking, he has actually this almost androgynous voice. Okay. And I'm just like, I don't know if this was necessary or if this is just you guys not wanting to pay royalty to those really famous voice actors because those famous oh. voice actors dude if you looked up some of their net worth and whatnot they were like at like 15 million dollars oh wow okay okay <laughs> like if you play if you like can you imagine especially with netflix and everything yeah you release that through a company like netflix and then all those x amount of streams or whatever and if that person gets like let's just say that they they get three or five cent per stream per episode and whatever yeah. for the voice and whatever it is like, dude, that person would be, like, waking up, looking at his bank account, and be like, oh, I just made an extra 100K. <laughs> now, it seems like <laughs> Netflix is a little bit different, though, because, like, we have, like... Um, Netflix like- is actually going to be the one to have the official release. Um, the That series is being re-released in the next month or so with that horrendous redubbing. <laughs> But, no, so that's that's the thing, though. So Netflix, it seems like they are, they have more control over their anime than, like, say, for example, like Crunchyroll or Hulu or one of those. Because, like, I know... Crunchyroll is now owned by Funimation. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They're okay, owned by so, Funimation. Yeah, so they've got basically, like, the direct pipeline now then, huh? Funimation is now is owned um, by Sony. Is? Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah. like... Yeah. Well, so I mean, I, I guess really it makes sense. Yeah, you wouldn't expect anime to be different than any other form of media where it's like, really, you've got a handful of companies that control everything through their subsidiaries yeah. or whatever. Um, but but just in terms of Netflix, it does seem like, because I know there are certain animes my daughter likes on Netflix that I'll watch mm-hmm. with her. And they always like, they have the Netflix logo and stuff. And it seems like the dubs and everything are done, especially for Netflix. Um, which is weird too, because then when it comes to ones that are more directed towards kids, 
that makes like finding merchandise and shit like extremely difficult. Like I know she mm. was really into um they call it glitter force in America, but it was doki doki something in Japan. Glitter and it's sort force. of um it, yeah, it's sort of a more like watered down kid version of like Sailor Moon or like it kind of reminded me of like Power Sailor Rangers. Sailor Moon is not like for kids. No, <laughs> it never was. No, we're watching we're watching like the Viz Media dub of Sailor Moon right now. What? And that's supposed to be like the one that's like the most like true to the Japanese and it's like wow, some of this is not age appropriate. Like oh, my kids should yeah, not be watching like, this. Like um Sailor Moon was never for kids and I thought it was kind of funny that it was on there. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I watched it when I was younger. Um, and because, like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just looking up Glitter Force. Oh, I cannot get into Glitter Force. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no, <laughs> but that's what I... Because, like, I was looking to see, like, you know, it, do they have, like, merch? Do they have shirts? Whatever this and that. All that shit you have to order is, like, imports from Japan. Yeah. So it's, like, you know, super expensive, which it's, like, okay, that's cool. But, like, for a kid who's growing, I'm not really trying to spend, like, $90 on a T-shirt that, oh, yeah. you know, she'll get, like, a couple months out of or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that does kind of seem to be, like, the drawback with Netflix is, like, they're almost so exclusive with what they show in terms of anime that like you don't have a lot of other tie-ins or things like that. Yeah. I will say that the best thing about the redubbing for Sailor Moon is that it's more realistic because if you listen to the redub, if you listen to the original dub of Sailor Moon, they talk like this actually. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and I'm just like, and then when I think about it and everything, and I'm just like, are you kidding? right now i was like i can't believe i thought that was amazing back in the day well it was it there's was some things that should be redubbed and some things that this shouldn't yeah and it, it was something different the one thing i will say about the redub and like any parents listening like if your kids want to watch it like pre-screen the episode seriously but oh, um yeah i like that they kept the japanese names and everything whereas the original when it first came to america they gave them all like american names and whatever oh, this and that and they, they do kind of seem to include a bit more of like the japanese culture which is really cool because yes. like in a lot of ways again it's not necessarily the most kid-friendly show but there is an almost educational element there where it's like okay you can see you like anime but you're not getting exposed to the culture that it's coming from whatever this and that so you watch <clears> this and you get you know more of the total package that way which yeah. i do think is awesome yeah um i will say like um i i would let my kids if i ever have kids and whatnot watch sailor moon and whatever um but yeah i wouldn't let them watch it when they're like 10 yeah yeah because there is, is not, some like really cringy stuff for like yeah, 10 year olds and i'm watching. just and because like i want i rewatched almost the entire thing on hulu because it's available on that mm -hmm. and i'm just kind of like this is, I, this is not for kids and everything. And the one thing I will say that I'm sure is I don't know how far you got into it with your daughter and whatnot. You know, Amara and Michelle, Sarah Uranus and Neptune. Mm -hmm. I, everyone knew that they were a couple and not cousins. <laughs> oh, see, I, now we haven't gotten that far. I didn't know that. But actually, I like that, though. I like when, like we can watch shows that like feature representation yes because it's the like, american release they always had them as cousins and i was and when i was younger when i was much younger okay <laughs> i'm talking about when i was like eight and nine i was like i i thought it was a little weird because i was like the way how they're looking at each other is i i was kind of like putting that together when i was like eight or nine when i first saw 
it. Uh, I think I was like in fifth grade, fifth, yeah. fourth or fifth grade, and I started watching it because my friends and I we would all talk about it first thing in the morning because it would actually play at seven thirty a.m. <laughs> in the morning, and yeah. it, that was a censored version. And we would always be like, I don't think that's her cousin because the way how they look at each other and everything. We yeah. always knew that and everything. <laughs> and then when they finally, when we finally saw the uncensored episode, we're like. Ah, there we go. Makes sense now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, totally, know, totally, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah, and that's, well, I guess they had, like, gender-swapped certain characters in, like, the original American version, too. Because, you know, like, oh, how yeah. all the, all the bad guys was kind a boy of... the entire time. Oh, is that right? Okay, yeah. 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 It, it, um, Amara was a boy the entire time, but then it would transform into a female. Uh, okay. And I was and like, I, I don't understand that. I vaguely remember, and I could be wrong because it was never something I watched very much as a kid, but wasn't Artemis a girl, uh, in the, uh, original one too, which is weird because Artemis and Luna had a baby later on apparently, but. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they've always, they've always been the same gender as they were. Uh, um, okay. It's just that Artemis was white, which yeah. usually you kind of associate a female character like a as like a lighter color and yeah. whatever or whatever the fuck they're trying to depict back in the day <laughs> and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> but that's just that's just pretty much it. But yeah, at the end of the day, if there was anime stock that had nothing to do with Sony, I would totally get into it. <laughs> <laughs> like long story short and whatever. But and, and oh yeah, and also adult anime, I would invest into that easily. But they have all these random subdivisions. So yeah. if you want to invest into the anime that you guys like, everyone, you have to actually look on, you have to really dig deep into no, it and that's really that's annoying. the thing though it is it's wild because like anything can be an investment so mm-hmm. yeah you know I, it wouldn't surprise me if there are people who can just like make a living off of like buying and flipping uh rare anime and stuff like that so oh yeah totally it's totally true i mean like if you want to invest into the four seasons hotel you have to invest into microsoft really yeah because um bill gates owns most of the shares um, of Four Seasons. And I believe that he is, I, for, I forget I forget everything about it and whatnot. I read this a really long time ago. And what I mean by a long time ago, three months ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'm just like, I'm just being real. Um, I forget the whole story, but they are owned by Microsoft. So if you want to invest into the Four Seasons, you have to invest into Microsoft, everyone. That's crazy. I, I, I yeah. don't know how I didn't know that because usually I do like to follow uh, uh, the news on the, the nicer hotel properties yeah. out there because you do kind of have to be careful. Some of them, like you don't necessarily want to support. Maybe the hotel itself is fine, but they are all owned by other companies and some oh, of yeah. them are not in like the best businesses that you don't really want to support. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that, that, that nice vacation, you want, you want to stay in a nice hotel room at a nice property somewhere, but <laughs> Is it worth, you know, subsidizing some other bullshit? Oh, yeah, like Trump. <laughs> yeah, Like exactly. Trump Waikiki location exactly. always on sale, might I add. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even joking when I say that, too. Um, <laughs> but anyways, let's get to beer care. <laughs> For sure. Just changing gears here a little bit. <laughs> yes. Okay, so on Instagram earlier today, um, I posted it on our... Um, on our offbeat beards. And I was sharing the fact that I actually decided to just randomly just do a full face of Jack Black. 
I haven't done that in a really long minute. And yeah. I was looking at the collection that I have right in front of me. The one thing that I forgot to do is um, use the beard conditioning pre-shave. So this one, I'm not really big fan of it, honestly, because it's more water soluble and it's not really oil based. So I didn't use that, but I forgot that I had that because I wanted to use it. It's just kind of like annoying that, um, like it's a, re it's really good. I will, I will admit it, it is good, yeah. but it's not my preference because it is water based okay yeah so i i didn't use that but i did use a deep dive glycolic face wash i like that because, because i really was just like you know i really need to exfoliate my face because this weather that we've been having it's been constantly raining here in california um so i was like i'm going to wash my face but also exfoliate it at the same time so the the, the small amount of glycolic acid is helping with the skin cell turnover mm -hmm. but also the the volcanic ash in the clay is helping detoxify the skin oh, yeah. and get and, and it's and it's actually still exfoliating your skin but more gently versus the face buff that I use from Jack For Black. sure. Yeah. And I, I do like the face buff too, but that is, that's like a once a week type thing for me. For you? Yeah. Yeah. I can use, um, I can use the face buff easily um, two, maybe three times per week, but I have to space it out basically. Yeah. I have to, I can, I can use it like once every um two days basically okay. um, I, I really did like that because i felt like my face was feeling a little scaly and whatnot even if i'm doing all this amazing skincare you guys this these elements of the cold in maria there was high ass winds <laughs> too <laughs> oh my god i was like wondering it, it we had the weirdest weather did you know that it was over 80 degrees one day recently really oh, yeah wow. it was so weird it was 80 degree it was it was um 80 degrees in Sonoma County. It was it was like 80, 83 degrees. And this oh, wow. was about two weeks ago. It was just random out of the woodworks. And I was like, I'm really scared for <laughs> summer now because that was the hottest day in January ever on record yeah, right now. And I'm yeah. just like, dude, I'm just like worried about these freaking heat waves that are going to oh, be absolutely. coming around. And have all the power shut off all over again. And like, they don't do that where you live, do they? They don't uh, shut off power. Not really. We had some, um, we had some like storming and stuff the other day. Yeah. And like the power was getting a little wonky, but it wasn't, you know, like rolling blackouts. Like I remember mm -hmm. they used to have when I lived in uh, Northern California, which is ridiculous because PG&E, they have the infrastructure to support it, but you know, God yeah. forbid that they don't, uh, <laughs> help anyone <laughs> yeah that that is like one of the worst power companies uh oh yeah. yeah i i don't understand them um i was recently looking at a telephone pole that collapsed on the highway oh wow and um i was like i knew that this was going to happen it was just only a matter of time pg&e i know that these motherfuckers they see these leaning power lines and it's in Novato, might I add. Um, oh, they yeah. see these, they see these power lines literally leaning this much. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys aren't going to fix that. Like really? <laughs> so, um, yeah, finally fell down and it caused a bunch of traffic and whatnot. And I'm just like, these guys are such idiots. And there's always 
PG&E people like hanging around that days in on the side of the highway. That's a hotel and they're always parked there. And I'm like, you guys couldn't like wake up and fix this shit or whatever. No, I don't understand. And, and that's the thing. It always seemed like, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know their job, but they did always seem like they'd have like 10 people standing around doing nothing while like exactly. one person was working. And I know for a fact they're not. Now, this is not an insult to like everyone who works for PG&E. If you're listening right now, yes. I'm sure you specifically listening do a great job. But like I used to know this dude who worked for PG&E, like grown ass man who probably read at about a second grade level, just like mm. not the smartest person in the world. It's like, this wow. is the guy you've got handling like power and gas lines. Come wow. on now. Like, yeah. That's just too much. Like yeah. I, it, it doesn't make sense. Like why in the world do they need to do an electrician's apprenticeship or whatever they fucking call it? You know what I mean? They have oh, yeah. an apprenticeship and everything. And I'm like, how in the world are you guys on an apprenticeship and you guys are getting paid for it too, money? Right. I, like, yeah. th- like from what I understand, an apprenticeship doesn't include money. Like you getting paid and right? whatever. Like, like I thought that like you, I don't know. Like it just mind boggles me. I want to say it was like what three days ago. The power kept on threatening to shut off where we were because the winds were so high. Mm, it was yeah. just too much going on. Um, but yeah, I just did full face of Jack Black, you guys. <laughs> I did full face of Jack Black. I'm trying to steer the conversation. Back, back to the Jack the Black beard. here. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I ended up doing. And I also talked about um, Last Looks Grooming Co. Because that is one of my favorite brands. Um, I did full beard, um, beard care with them. And I did another shameless plug um, on my on the, the Offbeat Beards IG. I said, if you want to save 10% off, just use my code GREENBIRD10 for save 10% off off of your, um, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, and if you want to save 10% off on your purchase, including an additional 10, because you can use it on sale products. And yeah. Whatnot. So that's what I was like basically saying. And then I also said to use the Tom Ford ombre leather with it, because literally that combination is the best duo ever like oh, literally nice. like i you know i wouldn't even say a duo because that means two the 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 best quattro okay <laughs> the now best which four. which last look scent did you pair with that um the family okay yeah the family. oh i could see that the i family. could see that yeah yes because like if you guys really want like I guess you can say it like this. If you guys want to smell like me <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> you guys got to buy the family. Like I used everything. I used the conditioner, the balm, and the oil. Use the Tom Ford ombre leather. You guys are not going to regret that scent. That pairs so well because it is a mixture of leather and raspberries. And then you're using the, the spicier scent of, of oranges and leather from last looks dude like you cannot beat that combination it just blends so magnificently together like honestly if you ever get around to it santino if you mm. ever buy ombre leather by tom ford because i know that you said they have the family dude like you yeah. just put that together you are like you will see what i'm talking about oh no for sure and you know i may because uh, i was actually really interested in it and i was going to ask you off uh off off script here but i'll ask you right now um about the uh the tom ford the body sprays just Which because one? i you know i don't is that available as one the ombre leather because i was just thinking i might try that for days because like i'll sit here and i'll like 
put cologne on every day, but it's like mm. some days I don't even leave the house. So it's like, maybe I just need like a little body spray, something to just kind of feel fresh, but I don't necessarily need to be, you know, projecting to, you know, they the only, dogs. <laughs> they only do it. They only make it for their best sellers. Mm. So what um, the Neroli is a major bestseller. So they do have the body spray for the Oud. They do um, have it for the Oud. They do have it for the Neroli, um, Portofino. And we're only talking about Tom Ford, everyone. These are the collections of fragrances in terms of body spray. So they have the Neroli. They have the Oud. They have um, they have the Black Orchid now. They I don't know why they never had the Black Orchid in the very beginning. Wait, but, is Black Orchid a uni scent? Um, yeah, I use it all the time. Okay. Um, the best way how I like to wear that personally, because I like the woodsier scent of the high-low undertones that it has, I always add essential patchouli oil. Ah, uh, okay. I add a drop of that, or I use patchouli oil perfume. So mm-hmm. that's what I do. Is I, is I have a, a little roller by Auric Blends. Um, I've been buying Auric Blends ever since I was in sixth grade. I've been buying incense from them starting off. And then I started buying their perfume or whatever, how you want to call it as. Yeah. And it just comes in a little roller and you just roll it on. And then I just spray two spritz of the Black Orchid and you just get that amazing high-low undertone. And I will say that I probably get the most compliments out of that than any other cologne that I've worn aside from the Tom Ford Neroli that I wear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, the, so yeah. Oh no, go on. Yeah. <clears throat> and, oh no. Oh no, but I was going to say that's kind of what I was wondering is, you know, it's still it's like a subtle enough scent that you feel like you're wearing cologne with Oh, I would not spray more of of the black orchid. Okay. <laughs> like you get like literally just one or just two spritz on the on the wrist dab it on and then just spray one or two more spritz on the neck dude like you're good you don't need to wear more it's just one of those it's just one of those scents that you literally don't need um to spray more on um and i i never bought the the actually i never bought the actual one that was the oil based one yeah. Because, like, it's just too strong for me. Yeah, that some of those a, can be, like, super strong. Yeah, it's just too strong. So I have always stuck with the one that's that's more alcohol-based because that is just a way to go Yeah, um, for me personally. Um, I know, I believe that there's another body spray. Like, they only have four or five body sprays available for Tom Ford. And I know that they have one that's, like, the woods, like a wood scent. I, feel, I forget what they call it. I think it has the word woods in it and then they also have the costa azura i think okay. that that one is available that like those are the the norolian costa azura those are all about fresh and airy and yeah I, and that screams vacation to me for sure especially yeah. the the costa azura one but the neroli one i can easily wear that all the time but Damn, that is so expensive to wear <laughs> all the time. That's why I have multiple colognes to choose from. Oh, for from. sure, yeah. <laughs> no, and that's, so, yeah. this is usually around the time of year when I start buying scents that, for whatever reason, will carry me through uh, the year. Usually, you know, towards the middle of winter. I don't know what it is hmm. about this time of year. It makes me want to pick up more scents. Uh, so, you know, I know 
There's one well, by like Diptyque more, I want to get for sure, but but you like more warm scents. I do, yeah, a little because, bit more warm, more woody, whatever. Yeah, because like I will say, like people like tend to because like I, I'm not a fragrance person, like an expert, like some of these YouTubers and whatnot, no, for you guys. Sure. But usually, aren't you supposed to wear a fragrance that is actually supposed to complement the season? Um, is that I, the reason why how you you probably unconsciously think like that? Because that's be. when you're stocking up is what you're saying. That's true. Yeah. Because and you're then, supposed to wear something that warms your body. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that that could very well be it too. Because I know it's supposed to like be like what works best with like your body chemistry too. Because obviously, mm-hmm. the same scent isn't going to smell the same on two different people. Exactly. Um, and so I know just for me. Uh, when I do wear the more, you know, bright, airy, whatever, they all smell a little sweet. So it almost mm-hmm. smells like I'm wearing like perfume or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't there's something about my body chemistry that makes sense smell a little bit sweeter, which that works really well with like the warm or the woodsy or whatever. But mm-hmm. the fresher ones, not so much. It's just a little too, I always use the word youthful, but that's that's what it reminds me of. So. Would you would you say that, do you wear more the quote unquote youthful scents during the summer or no? Uh, or do you, you know, wear them when you're going on a vacation, like somewhere tropical? Because like spicy does not suit tropical. No, that's true. And that's, that's the thing, especially, you know, even just out here when it gets ridiculously hot in the summertime, you don't really want something too heavy and spicy. So I will wear something a little bit lighter, but I generally still tend to stay away from like the, the super airy or like the aquatic scents. Like I, they just don't mm-hmm. smell good on me. None of them. Um, so like for example, that one that I was talking about a few weeks ago, the uh, the you or someone like you by um, Etat Libre d'Orange. Um, Is that the one that, that had the explosive? Oh no no no! That's that's their uh, yeah that's the secretions magazine. Oh my that's god! Like, we still need to need do to. a review on this read these outrageous over the top reviews. We got to do that. That is going to be our version of a. <laughs> random ass story time <laughs> right no totally um but no the uh, the you are someone like you it's very like kind of minty whatever so mm. it's it's got that like freshness but it's still got kind of a green woodsy ish quality mm. to it that that does work in the summertime it, it is lighter because yeah you don't necessarily like i'm today i'm wearing the the to me um the the, the new one, why can't it? Uh, no, the unwind, the PM. No, the unwind. Yeah, which you know, it's nice for right now, but yeah, it's definitely not like a summertime. Just smelling it on me, it's it's not a summertime scent by any stretch of the imagination. You know, those are those are supposed to be considered um, uh, g- gender neutral scents. So, does your wife like them? Uh, she doesn't ever wear them. She she doesn't wear like the only ones she'll wear is um, she likes Nest which that's you know those are all they're more florals so like Mm. if you go to like the like nordstrom or any of those like any of Mm -hmm. those places sell them and so you can pick like that's their whole concept is it's just florals but it's like a wide range so really if you wanted to you can Mm. like mix and match them as well but you can pick like specific uh flowers whatever this and that and they'll have a scent for it so she's got about five or six different ones that she rotates i don't think she ever Mm. mixes them um but well no that's that's just like her thing so like she won't ever really like venture too far away from those which i get it it's like if you find Mm -hmm. something you like stick with it um 
The one thing I'll say, I do think the AM would be a very good gender neutral scent. The PM is a little, just with like the oud and um, yeah. some of the other things going on, it, it would be a little heavy. I mean, I'm not saying like, like women couldn't pull it off, but yes. it wouldn't be like, I wouldn't imagine that there would be any woman out there who would want it as their everyday scent. Yeah. Um, just because it, it does read as more masculine and I don't hmm. mean to like gender code uh, yeah. sense here, especially when they're not supposed to be, but it, that's just how I see it. Again, different mm-hmm. scents smell different on different people. So, totally. you know, it could, could very well work for, for certain people, but it is kind of surprising to know that that one is considered gender neutral as well. Hmm. Now what, what, what beer products are you sporting today? What time did you get up this morning? <laughs> I got up at 6.30 out here. So that'd be 5.30 mm-hmm. over there. Um, oh, I, was, I was awake at that time. You were already easily. up, I'm sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, uh, I, did a, I actually did a full wash and conditioning. So I used the, um, the statement. This morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've been all about that lately. Um, so statement... Uh, wash and conditioner and then um is that a brand an indie is. brand mainstream brand uh, What's going on? they're they're mainstream ish they sell them in mm. ulta but they're not like i don't see them like anywhere else so it could be they have an exclusive contract i know they're from spain so they could be a lot bigger in spain than they are out here and um, they're called what again statement but it's spelled weird so it's s-t-m-n-t am i like spelling it wrong <laughs> can you spell it again uh s-t-m-n-t Oh, MMT? Mm-hmm. Oh, Stitment? Yeah. S-T-I-M-M-T? No, no. Uh, here, hold on. I'll just text it to you. Oh. I'm like, am I going stupid or something? T. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Spray powder. Is it one of those powders? Well, I don't know if you bought that. I'm looking at the brand um statement you guys we just did a quick bathroom break so <laughs> welcome back everyone um so i'm looking at the brand on ulta and um have you ever tried those spray powders that like the spray turns into a powder have you ever I tried have. Those? what do I you have. think of those i always think that i don't know if they're like gimmicks or what or gimmicky what's going on they're okay i mean i i can see from a convenience standpoint why people might like them but yeah. i still prefer just regular powder powder mm-hmm. um but you know that being said there is a very wide gap in quality when it comes to those kind of things. So, you know, it could be that, you know, a a better quality spray powder is better than say, you know, a more entry level, just regular powder. So, you know, I, um, the first time I ever heard of a spray powder was from Anthony's beard care and the way how they advertise it is so funny. Um, you should look it up. Um, it's these two women, they're working out and everything, and they're talking about their men's um, grooming habits, and they're calling mm-hmm. it a swamp sack that needs to be tended to. <laughs> <laughs> a swamp sack. And I was like, holy shit, I couldn't stop laughing. So you got to look up the YouTube commercial or just go to Anthony's oh, Beer sure. Care, you guys. It is so funny. But that was the first time I ever heard of a spray turning into a powder. So basically, it's pretty much the same thing as what they're talking about, basically, a statement from yeah. Ulta. Um, but just the way how they're advertising it, I thought it was pretty genius. In one oh, month. for sure, yeah. So yeah, I thought it was hella funny. It was, it was, it was, 
<laughs> it was so it was hilarious. So yeah, okay. Um, so continue with your routine. Oh no, you so were, yeah, what you're I telling us. did that, and then just the uh, the statement beard oil as well, which mm. I it's okay. It's a little bit greasy feeling. It's not my favorite. Mm. So if you get it and the ingredients are, are good, there's nothing, you know, nothing too weird or chemically in it, but if you get it, you just want to use a very, very little bit. Like normally I'll put like, you know, just enough to get like the inside of my palm, like say mm-hmm. the size of a quarter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still haven't learned when I use that one, use about half as much. So there's just something in it that's got a lot of um, tactile slip, for lack of a better term, which hmm. I'm sure would be great if you were rocking, you know, a shorter beard and you just want something to kind of get down into the skin and yeah. keep it protected. Um, but I don't know, for me, it's just like my beard's getting kind of long. I actually do need to trim it, but um, yeah. it, it just kind of makes it feel greasy until you really, really comb it through. Hmm. And you're using a comb or a brush to I distribute do both. it. So oh, usually okay. I'll use a brush to distribute it and then I'll use a comb to style my beard. Hmm. So is there any other brands that you've been buying lately? What's going on? Because Actually, I'm about to do a haul. Um, I haven't done a haul in a minute and I'm just, <laughs> comebacks always take so long. Oh, for everything. sure. And some of the staple things that I normally use, I haven't restocked on it. And I'm talking about months. And oh, I'm wow. talk, like, I am talking about <sighs> like four months or more since oh, I've wow. actually done a real haul. I think the last haul that I did was when YouTube was fucking everyone over. Oh yeah. yeah so that was that. a really long time ago. So, so yeah, um, there's, there's quite a few things that I need to rebuy. And also like, this is the part where kind of gets a little complicated in terms of what you have. Yeah. So I'm just like, my stuff is a lot of the stuff that I have is going to expire mm-hmm. in an X amount of time. Now, do I want to refocus on the same brands or do I want to refocus on getting three totally completely different brands and try them all out? So See, there's like, tough. that is like a really hard issue because I'm just like, dude, I have like over, $6,000 in pro skincare. Oh, wow. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And I know that shit works because I'm using it. Now, the other upside is, is like, I need new content at the same time. For sure. People like seeing people mix products together. Oh, absolutely. So I don't know if I should really get around to doing that or not, because I haven't, I will admit, a comeback is still happening, but it's not going to be grand because, like, I just can't trust YouTube as far as I can throw them. No, absolutely not. Like, yeah. literally. So I don't know what in the world is going on with the whole YouTube thing. I do check from time to time, and I will like to acknowledge and thank everyone who has been looking at my videos because they're the older videos that are being checked out. Thank you so much, you guys, because <laughs> that was really unexpected, especially over the holidays. And then for some random reason, there's just been a huge 
influx of new views on the older videos. And they're on the brands that I feel like I should be revisiting that have um, gotten me a lot of views before. So um, I don't know. It, uh, and I'm talking about beer care too. Yeah. So there's a lot of instruments that I'm wanting to get. I just haven't got around to doing it. And I think I'm ready for a, a Chevette razor. I don't know if I'm uh, ready for the straight razor yet because like it just gives me like anxiety looking at a solid blade like that going, ac- going near my neck and whatnot versus a Chevette. Because, like, I don't know if a, a lot of the of our listeners even, you know what's really funny? I even brought that up to a barber once. I was like, oh, do you use a Chevette or do you use a regular straight razor? And I was like, what's a Chevette? And I was like, <laughs> I, was like, I bitch, prefer like, when you go to a barber that they <laughs> yeah. use a Chevette just because they can change the blade out in front of you. Yes. Well, that's the health standard like, now anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, obviously you trust any good barber shop to be cleaning their shit and sanitizing yeah. it properly. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do just prefer the Chevette. That's just one extra level of uh, uh, safety right there. So do you use a straight razor yourself or a Chevette? I, I use both. I okay. usually use a Chevette um, just because the straight razor, there is a whole process involved. So it's really I, scary. Yeah. I myself don't know how to put an edge on a, on a straight razor because it's a little bit different than sharpening, say, a kitchen knife or something like that. What do you mean? Um, so a kitchen knife. You like when you cook, obviously you like you like to cook. So, you know, when you you take your knives and once in a great while, once every couple of months, you'll actually get the sharpening block out. And, you know, usually you just push it across a couple of times and that takes just like a microscopic layer of the metal off the edge of the blade. So anything that was dinged or just out of alignment, whatever. But in between those sharpenings, you use a steel pretty much every time you cook. And that's just to kind of align that edge. It's the same thing with straight razors. So every now and then with your straight razor, you have to to put a new edge on it. And they do it a little bit differently than sharpening a kitchen knife. I, mm. I there's it, It's a similar block, but I guess they have to like oil it and whatever. I, I, I'm not really up on how they do it, but that's something you can send it off to be done. But then every oh, time you, you have, use oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then every time you use that straight razor, though, that you have something called a strop, which... That's I, what I was going to ask. I was like, I thought that the strop, the paint, which is like a thick height of leather, I thought that was yeah. supposed to clean it? Well, or, so, I don't so that's that. basically like the same thing as using your kitchen steel on your knives. It doesn't hmm. necessarily sharpen it, but it just primes the edge, like the... If you look at it like on a microscopic level, if there's any sort of little funk or something just out of the ordinary, the strop gets everything kind of back in line. So, Hmm. you know, it's not going to make your razor any sharper, but it's going to help you take full advantage of how sharp the razor is. Hmm. So just that in and of itself, it's kind of an extra step that I don't particularly like. And then when it comes to cleaning them, the Chevette, pop it open. I have a little like piggy bank thing that um, I just throw the empty razors in. And then when it gets mm. too full, I'll take it outside and dump it in the uh, outside trash, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. So if I'm doing mm-hmm. something wrong, don't turn me in anybody. <laughs> oh, the way how I get rid of my um, my razors, because like the rate, the the what are those? What am I using? I'm using the. 
I forget what brand it is or whatever, but I know that they come in this little plastic container. Oh. And then underneath of it, I put all of the old ones inside yeah, of it. Yeah, I've bought those before. Was that the, the Vander Hayden, I believe? Um, mine are Merker. Merker, okay, yeah. Mine are Merker. But I've bought ones like that before too, which that's super convenient. It's way better yeah. that way. Um, I know that, like, it's like I know that with the, with the barbers, which they're not allowed to do right now at this point, but you know, everyone is different and whatnot. If you want Mm -hmm. a straight razor from your barber, they're going to do the same exact thing and whatnot. But in here in California, some of them are saying they're not doing it. Some of them say that they are doing it. Some places like some establishments that are not owned by the barber who's renting a chair or who employed or whatever, they're saying that they just aren't doing that and they're not allowed to. Yeah. So they usually put that razor in a sharp box. Uh, okay. Which yeah, that makes, that that makes more sense just because. They, yeah. Because then they have someone come over to pick up that, um, that sharps box because it's considered biohazard. Yeah. Yeah. That, that so, does make more sense. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I am just ready for a new way of shaving my face. I'm just like, it just makes me nervous as fuck knowing that I have to angle it in a certain way <laughs> and whatever. I don't know. As I see B dot doing his thing and it's like nothing to him, <laughs> you know, oh, for about? sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, here's the thing with that though. Once you get the feel for it, I know for me personally, I learned to use a straight razor. I I picked it up a lot faster than um, a safety razor, which I had before. And I still could, to this day, I can pick up a a safety razor. I still have mine in the uh, cabinet under the sink in the bathroom. Um, Mm. And I'm just not as confident with it. I will cut myself. I'm not going to get as clean of a line. Straight Mm. razor, for whatever reason, once you get the feel for it, at least for me, it seems like you have a lot more control because like you can get like right up on it. Like you can literally hold it by the blade if you want to, just as long as you're, you know, holding it properly. And to me, that just kind of helps like draw, for lack of a better term, a straight line Hmm. versus the the safety razor, which I've never, um, never quite gotten the hang of. That metal piece that's rounded. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like they have, um, they have safety razors, you guys, that are normal, quote unquote, normal. And then they have ones that are called aggressive. And that is the, how much of the opening yeah. is actually there. And I, when I look at the aggressive setting, because it's like a literally, you have like, I forget, oh my God, I actually memorized all of the names of the pieces <laughs> of a safety razor and whatnot, but um, I can't believe I'm forgetting it at this moment. But I know if you are getting the ones that have the adjustable piece, it's literally like you're holding the shaft or the handle of the of the razor, and then you just turn the knob in it, and like I believe that the most that it opens is almost... Um, almost two quarters and i was like wow that's a really aggressive and all and you just have to angle it on your face properly and i guess that would be the next step if you wanted to i guess before you get to a chevette but i'm just like at this point i am just ready for that i'm just trying to think of a brand that has awesome products because i because you want to know the brand that i've been staring at for a long time on and off again huh. it's uh what are, what are they called 
the holy black because the holy black has a has a straight razor that catches my attention but it is not a chevette it's a from what i remember it is just flat out straight razor and you have to probably get a strop at the um just to like you said um to get the most out of the blade as you want I really want the black one, and I believe that that for a limited time they had one with a white handle, oh, and they're not yeah. really expensive either, which really surprised me for the way how they look. Because no. the way how they look, I'm look, I'm I'm like picturing, okay, so I'm at least spending eighty, ninety dollars for this instrument to use. But I was I was really surprised that it's actually like about forty. $45? Looks like $46. I'm looking at it on the website right now. No, this is really cool. $46.99. Doesn't it look yeah. amazing? <laughs> yes. No, that's it's freaking awesome. If you get it and you like it, let me know because I will get one too. Nice. <laughs> okay, so basically, <laughs> um, uh, we are going to have to do, um, I'm going to have to do a little... Holy Black, uh, I, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to do a Holy Black um, haul. I am definitely looking at that. I really wanted to actually get the Holy Black um, limited edition box set that they came out with. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that on there. So what all comes in that? It's, it uh, doesn't look like it's the shaving cream, the, uh, the razor, and the brush. I am not looking at it. Because like that, um, I know that they usually release that on Halloween. Ah, let's see. Because it's only there for a really short limited time. They usually release their their epicness on Halloween or before Halloween. Antique barber manuals. What the hell? I'm looking at their site, everyone, because like the <laughs> Holy Black, their packaging catches my attention. It's goth. It's sad boy, sad girl. I freaking love it. No, I, I, I dig that because that's like it is. It's that kind of goth almost... But it almost kind of like butts up against like that like Japanese streetwear style that's become oh, like super yes. popular right now. Oh, uh, it is. Um, I am looking at the razor again. It is um, a Chevette style. It is, yeah. Okay, so it's not like a full on straight razor scaring everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. The only the I, I don't know like I don't know what it is, you guys. Like the the hold back from me is from why I haven't bought it, I just don't know what to tell you. I don't know if it's probably like how like how often they're not posting or something or whatever. I can't really tell you what it is, what makes what has made me not buy anything from them. It seems like there's a certain class of grooming product that they don't necessarily and maybe they don't need to but they don't necessarily take advantage of any sort of a social media presence so no. when you describe the holy black like that it's the same thing with like like alluvian which we've talked about before yeah or another one that like i fucking love their products but they just they don't engage with their consumers at all is brooklyn grooming um, yeah why do not why do they not um really have a interaction with their i mean i, I notice that they, they don't really interact with people no not at all and i guess maybe they don't have to you know a lot of these smaller mm -hmm. indie brands that's how they get their name out there is by interacting with people on ig yes. or other forms of social media but maybe companies such as this brooklyn grooming the holy black and the like 
maybe they just don't have to. Maybe they're, you know, maybe yeah. they've got a certain metric for, you know, what kind of business they can handle. Maybe it's only one or two employees and it's like, okay, we're just going to do this much and everybody's making money and everybody likes our product and we're able to maintain a certain level of quality and they yes. don't want to even risk like expanding or something. I don't know what it is and whatnot. Like I felt like, like I, the, the one thing that really annoys me about their website, I will admit is that they share, they have like literally a fucking tab that is all about their past projects. And I'm just like, why are you sharing a tab of your past projects and whatnot? Because like the, what annoys me is like, I'm like, are we able to ask you to make it and will you sell it? <laughs> because like, that's the vibe that I get because like when I'm looking at the past projects, I'm just kind of like, okay, like, are you guys going to make it? The one, the one thing that really caught my attention at one point, because they were sharing it on, on a live, I believe on their Instagram was the tangerine creeper. Just the name just caught my attention. For sure. Yeah. And whatnot. And then the Black Magic Talking Spirit Board. I really wanted that. <laughs> but the thing is that they only make everything a very limited amount. Yeah. Well, and it's you so know, irritating. It's, that does seem to be a concept with certain e-commerce presences. Uh, and, and it's not just limited to grooming. You see it with like yes. clothing and stuff like that too. I know there's a, there's a couple like quote unquote fashion brands I follow who like yes. literally, if you go to their website, like 80% of the time, they'll just have all their shit up there and it says sold out. Like you cannot buy it. And then yeah. you get that email that like, Oh, we just got whatever in. And I think what they're trying to do is again, mm. they have certain numbers that they want to hit where it's like, okay, we're, we're making enough money. It's cool, whatever this and that. But they're purposely kind of trying to keep their shit exclusive that way. So they're like, oh, this is what you missed out on. You better make sure you get on the next drop, that sort of thing, which that's mm. kind of what I feel like, you know, I, and I don't know, maybe it's a completely different marketing strategy, but that's how I read it anyway. You know, I, I have asked myself that same question a while ago, but I'm just like, but I usually see that with, like, I, I think you were saying it, like, more high-end companies yeah. really just do that. And it's really, it's kind of like saying, oh, the only the wealthy people can totally get this. Yeah. And I'm not saying that um, the Holy Black is unobtainable, because they have a decent price range for a lot of their products. I will say that they're borderline upscale for sure. But when they come out with a limited edition, something that thing is really expensive. Yeah. Like real expensive. So they come out with a box set every year around Halloween, everyone. And usually that box set sells for $300 easily. So that's why I'm just like, how is that a limited run? So I <laughs> like, I, I mean, like I really wanted that, that special box because it had a real, spirit board on it and everything oh, like see, it, it, it had the, cool, it had the yeah. full shebang yeah. and i was like dude i would totally conjure <laughs> up a spirit right now if i had that thing <laughs> i would totally conjure a spirit and be like okay so i'm hearing something from a familiar <laughs> and if you guys don't know what a familiar is that is actually a really really old term going back into the BC era <laughs> before yeah. Christ. So, so yeah, that's a really old term for saying ghost or a spirit. So I think like we have 
pretty much caught up on a lot of stuff and everything. Um, I think like this is a good amount of content. What do you think? Oh no, I, I agree. We've we've we have covered a wide range today. We've talked about pricey socks. We've talked about you know, people right? trying to lie to kick it on Instagram. We've talked yeah. about the stock market, Robin Hood, um, anime, and and of course beard care and 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 men's grooming. Um, so no, we have a. Uh, We've really covered a lot of ground for the first episode of the second season here. I yes, think, uh, we have. I think if this is an indication of things to come, everyone listening uh, is going to be uh, going to be happy with what they're hearing. Awesome. And would you like to do our closing and whatnot, or do you want me to take the lead? No, I can. I can go ahead and take awesome. care of that. So, of course, thank you all for listening. Um, I'm Santino, a.k.a. Velison Terminal. You can find me on Instagram at Velison Terminal. Find me on Twitter at V T. Um, my blog I've currently taken down because I'm reworking it. I don't know when no. it's going to be up. It's probably not going to be up by the time this airs. But if it is, it's at VelisonTerminal.com. I'm Otherwise, excited to see this revamp. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on that space. And um, where can they find you, Rodney? So you guys can find me on greenbird well on you can find me as greenbird555 on all social media such as twitter instagram youtube especially instagram and youtube i'm definitely on there and um i'm thinking about making snapchat have a comeback because snapchat their stock rose after all the major controversies with facebook and everyone else and whatever and doing the most and whatnot and yeah i've been noticing snapchat has been been making a huge comeback with some of the people that I'm still friends with who actually use it. And they're making more of a presence. I'm really surprised with that. So you guys can find me on Snapchat at Greenberg555. I have been slightly um, posting stuff here and there on there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens down the road. You can also find me on Twitter if you literally feel like it, which I don't really (laughs) use much. So that's Greenberg555. And do not forget to also follow us on Offbeat Beards IG. Um, We are so appreciative of all the support from all the downloads and streams that you guys are all providing. Huge shout out to Brazil being Absolutely. our number one foreign country. And all, and of course, California, we are like, I'm saying we, I feel like you live in California, honestly. It does not seem like you live in an in AC. <laughs> so I'm saying we, us in California, like Californians, like you guys are doing the most um, downloads and streams. We are so appreciative of that. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, you know, um, one of the, things that I wanted to oh my god there was all these things that were going through my mind as I was talking and I'm like am I really blanking now (laughs) it's just one like I don't know what it is I think it's like there's so much stuff happening so with that being said you guys (laughs) because I'm like trying to decide should I say our closing slogan now or do am I gonna remember what I was going to say (laughs) I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just like, what is wrong with the way how I'm thinking? But anyways, you know what? Like, I'm doing the most right now. I'm holding up the show. <laughs> so basically, stay you, stay weird, and stay off beat. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. We'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, like, literally, like...